Hey everybody, this is Random Chatterings, episode 16.5. I'm Arlo Rodriguez. Today we'll be discussing the films of Don Hertzfeld. today with Don Hertzfeld's most well-known film, Rejected, which was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film back in 2001. Rejected is... <laughs> is, is one of the most <laughs> hilarious short films I've seen in a very long time. It's one of the most quotable short films of any... of any filmmaker. But it's also just interesting because of the presentation, which might... Which might take you by surprise the first time, because at first appearance, you just notice it's just stick figures or, or very simplistic designs for animated characters. And what Reject is basically about, it's about how Hertzfeld has been assigned to make uh, interstitials for the Family Learning Channel. And Hertzfeld's shorts are the rejected shorts for the Family Learning Channel. All of the shorts are just completely ridiculously absurd. But the Family Learning Channel itself doesn't really have any, like, doesn't have any stance, doesn't have any, really, any position. And it's not educational at all. In fact, in one of the shorts, it's, now back to the Family Learning Channel, and now, fire ants fire out of my nipples. It's like, random stuff like that. And just imagining a few years from now that there would be something called the Learning Channel. And I only wonder if Hertzfeld could have possibly predicted all of that when he made his own parody. But beyond the whole thing about being parody being really intense uh, satire of many like different elements of commercials and of just of anime shorts in general because all of the shorts have a very simple design to them but they're fucking disturbing but in the great in the best way possible it's like just the right amount of disturbing like it kind of sets you off a little bit but it's just it's just the right and like it's endlessly quotable but people probably already know exactly what i'm talking about like my anus is bleeding like stuff like that I am a banana. It's like bananas walks in. The lip syncing is also very, really impressive despite the presentation. But it's also kind of impressive to know how much work went into this particular short. According to the text commentary on uh, rejected for on uh, John Hertzfeld's YouTube channel, the short itself, despite being nine minutes, took in a, a year to complete. And Hertzfeld experimented with a lot of different animation styles with this short, especially in the end, which I won't spoil. But in general, he starts becoming very introspective in this short film, but it's more of introspective in terms of what, what is the artist trying to do? What is the aim? Are we sellouts if we make commercials for television networks? And that might seem a bit overwrought in the, in the presentation just because it kind of comes up in the interstitials between the shorts that he's presenting. But the shorts themselves are so darkly hilarious that it really, like, you really don't really think about it that much. And then the ending kind of takes you away and you don't know what to make of it. But it works, and I wish I could say more. <laughs> all I can all I can say is that there's a, there's a very good reason why this is one of his most this is his most famous short film. It's a delight, but it's a disturbing delight.
jumping from time a little bit, we moved to 2005's The Meaning of Life, which was a selection for the Sundance Film Festival in this year of competition, which I think was 2006. For me, it's the most difficult Hertzfeld short to watch because of how experimental it is. Like, it ta he takes many different approaches to animation. The Meaning of Life, it's supposed to be a, a very broad subject, it's just kind of trying to present humanity as it is. Or in the beginning it does, because at the very opening, at the very, like, at the opening second, we see a, a human corpse that just passed away, like, we see it slowly decay and go back to the earth. And then we cut immediately to people just walking down the street saying random things that you would hear people saying on the street, but you kind of recognize how useless their, their phrases are and how pointless their phrases are, and they don't really have any direction to go. And it jumps from that kind of very pessimistic perspective of humanity to the gorgeous, gorgeous display of multiple stars in the universe. It zooms out from the Earth, and then you know you see the solar system circling, 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 and it's absolutely impressive how very Disney-esque this animation is because it's also complemented by music, very, very carefully chosen music by Hertzfeld of various familiar classical pieces, but that still don't seem as overwrought as some of the other selections like for trailers and things like that so it's it but it still seems to have like a very personal touch to it all and there's also like very 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 delicate moments when uh at some point we transport from the earth and we go to this alien planet and we see all these alien creatures but they're they're presented with with reverence we see these really towering like circle figures and that's why it's, for me, it's the most difficult Hertzfeld film to talk about because there isn't really a specific narrative. Like, Rejected even has, here's some shorts for commercials and here's why I don't agree. Or, like, here's just how ridiculous the whole idea of commercialization of things are. And then we get this film, which is just about the meaning of life, of everything in existence, and how it's trying to present itself in a 12-minute short. And it doesn't really say anything about it. It just kind of presents it as it is, which makes it... I guess if you're just looking for something familiar, like with with a narrative, it, it could be very jarring for you to see something like this, and it is very difficult to watch. And but there's also a fascinating documentary, which I believe is called um, it's on Hertzfeld's channel called um, Watching the Leaves Change or something something like that. And it's just it's a 10 minute documentary about, it, and it's silent, just watching him animate frame by frame every part of this animation, and it's. It, it, you just take more appreciation for the art form as it is and how the places it can go when you give it a chance. It has a crescendo and then it kind of peaks, but I don't mean that in the sense of quality. I mean that in the sense of the rhythmic nature of it all, because at some point at the very end of the short, it just kind of, like there's this very elegant piano piece and it's just showing the stars floating very casually throughout the sky. It's a very elegant animated short film, but it does, it can be very difficult to watch because of how grand its ideas are, but it's certainly worth seeing at least once. Fast forward a few years to 2011's It's Such a Beautiful Day, which was Hertzfeld's first feature film. And I'll be honest right off the bat. I've tried writing about this film uh, with sincerity, like I tried to analyze it, uh, break it down, 
and I've never satisfactorily come found an interpretation of it within my own understanding of it that it feels like is satisfactory. So I I'll say without that this is just my personal feelings about this film. Like just personal. The very visceral feeling I get from this film is what I'm about to tell right now, because I don't, I really don't know what to make of it. Um, but I will say off the bat that I saw it last year, and it was my favorite, the, my favorite movie that I saw. And I'm gonna just try my best to explain why, for me, it was, but why it might not be for other people. It's such a beautiful day. Narratively, it's very simplistic. It's just about one person that was whose name is Bill. We just notice how simple his life is, but he still has his own problems. He still has his own um, worries, his own fears. But then Bill is diagnosed with a disease, but it's not indicated in, in the film what it is. But what, he, what is known for sure that Bill is going to die. And the film is about Bill's acceptance. Well, first his reluctance with death, but then his acceptance of it. And it's very short. It's actually about 60 minutes, 55 minutes. But the, the, the reason I have such a difficult time talking about this film is because it's just such a... It's such a... You, If you've watched Hertzfeld's shorts from beginning to end, you'd notice this progression from an animator to an artist. And this film absolutely cements him as an artist. The combination of live-action images with animation and it's not and when i say that it's not like roger rabbit it's more like there's like parts of the the screen have let's say temples or they have leaves or whatever the scene needs and then it has the animation the very simplistic animation that we've gotten used to watching from hertzfeld but they complement each other really well and they're used very effectively and the lighting situation it focuses the narrative on Bill and exactly what we need to see from Bill. It's, the screen might not be filled up the whole time. Like sometimes it might just be a part of the screen and then just like a spotlight on Bill doing his actions. And just everything is just done very, very carefully. And everything about the film, it just goes through the wholeness of life in a 55 minute period. You go through birth, you go through the, the, the dignity of life, the, the, the mediocrity of it all. And then you go through the phases of death and, and what makes this film a bit more remarkable is how it's complemented with narration by Hertzfeld himself. But the narration isn't just saying what Bill is doing. It's, some of it is that, but there's like a personality to the narration as well. Almost like a self-awareness of it. And the way that Hertzfeld describes Bill's actions are very... They're not as matter-of-fact... They're a bit matter-of-factly. But you just kind of wonder what the point of it all is. Not the narration, but I mean the point of his own life. Because Bill as a character seems to appear to be the most boring character of any character that he doesn't really have any character but that seems to be the whole point that this could be anybody and bill is going through these very terrifying experiences the, the, the animation in this film is the most terrifying i've seen uh in any film because of how personal it is how bill is trying to cope with the fact that he's going to die and maybe he's not in the beginning he's definitely not coping with it at all and he has these terrifying uh dreams of him like starting to transform into a monster ferociously beating at the floor and just um doing these horrible animalistic noises <sighs> and uh, and just feel like his mind is decaying in front of his very eyes and he doesn't know what to make of it and the progression of the film is the beginning is bill figuring out he's going to die the second part is more figuring out about what his his um 
what his family is, and that kind of gives a bit more personality to Bill himself. It kind of develops his character, and then finally at the end, and I'll, I'll, I'll always try not to spoil this. At the end, Bill finally starts to accept his death, but not in the way that you would expect. Like, there's no overwrightness of it all. It all seems very personal. It all seems very um, close. I don't really know how to explain that any better. It's because there's not many characters that Bill has to look forward to, other than his mother, his uncle, his ex-girlfriend. Um, and just how everybody's trying to cope with, with his death. But there's also some amounts of dark humor that kind of makes it clear that this is this person's life. This is how we're presenting it. And there's going to be some humor in, in, in the life. And there's actually a lot of moments in the film when I laughed very hard. Just because of just how absurd the whole thing really seems about, you know, life just ending so suddenly. How it feels like you try to accomplish a lot and it just doesn't go anywhere. And it just makes those moments even funnier than they would have been normally. Talking about the animation in general, there's very deliberate movements from Bill the protagonist. And just these very little vignettes like parts when Bill's talking to his ex-girlfriend and they're talking... And the narrator mentions how mostly they talked about death. And Bill said he wanted to, he wanted his body to be shot off into space, and maybe, but maybe not carry the whole body, but maybe just, um, but maybe just like his head, like in the spaceship or something, and let that built of space. And this film contains one of my favorite scenes in film, uh, and it's in the end of the first part. Bill's leaving the hospital, and there's image of raindrops, and then the narration is very simple. Bill had to go back to work. It rained for the entire bus ride, and Bill's just looking at the four corners of the wi of the window of the, of the bus window that still hasn't left yet. And then the music in the in the back it just starts to swell. It swells and swells, but the movements of Bill are very. I don't know how to describe it. They're very. It's it's like a human motion it just feels right it feels real and i wish i had a better way to explain that i i really do i'm just not at that level of analysis of intelligence to explain this any better than i can right now but bill was just kind of looking at the window and and and, and it, 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 what i'm explaining right now maybe might be completely different from what is actually in the film but it's done just it it, it it, it takes my breath away every single time I see it. And finally the bus moves, and then Bill moves out of the frame, and then the rain continues into the next scene. And, uh... It's, it's a film that gets to me. I, I have an existential crisis every time I see this movie. And that's why it's so difficult for me to talk about it, because I, I, I don't think anything I say right now, or even a year from now, if I wanted to revisit this, is going to be enough. And it's for that reason that I understand that most people might find this movie to be very intense to watch um, because of its presentation it's a beautiful film absolutely beautiful but and and I can handle watching it but I can't do anything for the rest of the day after I watch it I just feel completely emotionally drained on Hertzfeld's Tumblr he actually had posted some of the some of the notes and uh, sketchings he did for this film so we, everything was very carefully composed, but it never—it doesn't feel that when you're when you're watching it. It doesn't feel like this film is just such a such so different from any other animated movie that's been ever made that 
it takes your breath away. Maybe. That's the thing. I, I have to say maybe because I'm experiencing what I felt. And it may not necessarily be what you experience. In fact, you might even look at this and say, what did I just see? For me, I saw something that, that touched my very soul. And, you know, I wish I could say something more intelligent than that. But I, at this point in time, I, I just don't have anything better that I can say. All that I can say is that it's probably one of the most important films I've ever seen. And that's all I have to say about that. Links to Don Hartsfield's latest short film, World of Tomorrow, and other short films can be found in the description below. For more information on Don Hartsfield's short films and other projects, go to his website, bitterfilms.com. This has been Random Chatterings. Thanks for listening.